I was haunted by key ghosts for a while. <laughs> Got over it. This is everything's awful forever. I'm gonna sing talk the whole episode. This is the musical podcast. This, this is musical la la la. And everybody is like, no. Nope. Oh my gosh. <laughs> New podcast. I'm Willoughby Evans. I'm Jessica Byrne. And today we want to try something a little different. Like it's a musical episode. <laughs> nah. Okay. Nah. I'll stop. This show has been cancelled. Shit. <laughs> So we have been sporadically asking for your own horrible stories, and terrible things that have happened, and collecting them like a bunch of coked average coons. Oh, <laughs> good animals there. Both like the trash pandas we are. Yeah, the trash pandas or the winter squirrels, gathering them up and burying them for later use. We've been hoarding your stories, and now we want to put them back out in the world. Mm-hmm. It's something that we thought we'd do just every now and then. Let us know what you think about it. We really think that everybody has their own unique awfulness. I mean that nicely. Yes. (laughs) But everyone has, like, interesting stories from their hometown or their grandparents or, like, people around them or just, like, the place they're from has a history to it where you do some weird or fucked up stuff. And we want to know about it. Tell us. Email us at awfulforeverpodcast at gmail.com. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Or tweet them out to us at yeah. awfulforeverpod on Twitter. Or join our Discord, which is where we got a lot of those. That is true. The Discord, Discord is in our link tree, in our bio on Twitter. So basically go to Twitter and kind of all of our links are there. Good. Do it. Do that. So on to the show. Shall I start? Please do. Alright, so the first story was sent to us by another podcaster. Their name is Innominate, and their podcast is Diary of an Author, Artist, and Former Globetrotting Musician Living in Vancouver, Canada. I'm a little drunk, so excuse me as I yeah, like read Vancouver, that out. Uh... Spain. Virginia. <laughs> Canada, Canada, that's the one. That's the one. It's been a lot of beer. Yeah. A lot of beer. It's been a lot of beer. A whole lot of beer. Uh, a truckload. <laughs> I, sh- I struggled to say the word nominate. <laughs> sorry, so, nominate. I'm sorry. You are fantastic and you sent us a story. So we're going to read it. Mm. Excuse the inebriation. Thank you. And if you like the story, then maybe give their podcast a listen. Yeah. Get it done. All right. So I'm going to actually read it out as they chose to tell it. So they said, My mother told me that in Puerto Rico, as late as the 1950s, when she was a wee one, there was this strange tradition around infant deaths. She actually witnessed this when one of her younger sisters died in infancy. During the wake, the body in the coffin would be put up on a table, and a feast would be laid around it. It's pretty cool. Oh. It makes me think of medicinal cannabis. That's so <laughs> rad. And then we look, like, do they eat? And then they eat <laughs> they, they don't eat it. They don't eat it. No. Then people would gather and eat the food that was around the body and sing and dance and generally party. The reasoning is that an infant is innocent, so when they die, an angel is born. But also, the Taino, who are native to the island, had a really positive view of the afterlife. And I think these two ideas got blended together. The Taino used to believe that the dead would go to caves on the other side of the island, where they would party and live just like normal people. But at night, they could turn into bats. (laughs) 
or come back as people and play tricks on the living. <laughs> you could tell if the person was dead by checking for a belly button because oh. the dead didn't have them. My grandmother also told me there's a superstition where if you wake up with a random bruise for no reason, it was because a dead person touched you in the middle of the night. Oh no, I constantly do that though. There's <laughs> constantly a fucking bruise when there wasn't there before. <laughs> the dead are standing around you going boop, 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 boop. I find the belly button thing a little scary. It's freaky. How do you lose it? <laughs> How does it fall off once you're dead? Is it just smooth over like a scab? But I like the partying view of the afterlife. Yeah. It's much better than hellfire and Ugh, the un- dreary shit that we do. Unchristened infants go to hell. Perfect. So, yeah. yep, Dante. Mm. So the idea that when an infant dies, automatic angel, and everybody has a feast and parties. I think that's really nice. They told us a nice story. A you nice tricked one. us. Oh, wait, wait, it wasn't awful at all. <laughs> they bamboozled us. I'm just sorry. I'm looking at my own legs because I did find a bruise that is a mystery, and it wasn't a UDI, which is an unidentified drinking injury, which is why you've gone drinking and then you wake up, you got a bruise, and it was just a nightly. I have bruised myself by sleeping. The most healing calming thing you could possibly do and I've bruised <laughs> myself doing so. But it's comforting to know that it isn't me, it's ghosts. I don't just, just, it's the dead people poking it's the you. the dead people, yeah. I don't get bruises but I have this really bad habit when I sleep. Mm. I tense my muscles so badly that I pull them in my sleep <laughs> and then I wake up in excruciating pain. <laughs> Could that be dead people too? I think it is. I th- they're pulling on me. Mm. And I used to do it to my arms and my legs while I slept so that I would just be dying. Wow. In the bed. So. Dead people, Dead stop people, it. please wake me up. Stop Before doing I do that. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> If they're, if they're standing around you anyway and they see you contorting yourself in crazy <laughs> positions, they could just give you like a little shake and wake you up. That would just be a small bruise. Yeah. I think that's actually a really nice story. That's so I liked it. Very interesting. Thank, thank you very much, Nominate. Yes. Like I said, they do have their, their podcast, Nominate. Yes. So give it a look. Give it a look with your ears. That's <laughs> what we do. This one was sent to one of our listeners through Discord, Code Word Sierra. So... They have two things, two Southern traditions that come to her mind. Uh, This is Southern American as well. One is Decoration Day. And she says, My family especially celebrates this every year. Entire families gather around the old family cemetery to reflect and honour our ancestors, clean up the graves, and freshen the flowers. Then you have a big dinner to catch up with the family. It's like a yearly reunion, but at graveyards. (laughs) Which is fucking awesome. It is cool. It's kind of like, it just appeals to my... See, you know how you said you want to be like a witch? Mm -hmm. I'm feeling like I'm going down the path of being a druid. Nice. Which is also very witchy, but a bit more extra. So the druid aesthetic. <laughs> the druid aesthetic, yeah, just like lurking around graveyards, but making them nice because there's nothing worse than seeing shoddy graves because it's like no one cares about that person anymore. That's it makes sad. me sad to see them falling over yeah. in the dirt. Yeah, especially if you can't read them anymore. Mm. This is weird, but I actually love poking around a graveyard. Me too. I, we, should take, we should go to one and like, take loads Great of pictures bad. and stuff there. It gonna happen. It surely do. And then, Code Word Sierra goes on, there is a wedding tradition where you bury an unopened bottle of whiskey. Oh wait, no. 
corrects itself. Uh, it's an unopened bottle of bourbon, face down, exactly one month before the wedding, at the feet where the bride and groom say their vows. So you're promised a great weather, great weather on your wedding day. Then you dig it up and enjoy it. So you bury the bourbon where they are going to stand, dig it up on the day, drink, enjoy. Uh- I would struggle with that because I'd be like, "Don't bury the. Bu- I want to drink drinks now." And you wouldn't. You like you'd know it was there. It's like if you know there's a mm, thing in your house, like there's like, donuts in the cupboard. I'm gonna have it now. I can't <laughs> wait. So you'd have to like lurk into the night. I've got a cool like graveyard story actually. Like once Ooh. I was walking to work and there was like a little. There's like a really mini graveyard on the way, and I heard this. It was dark because it was winter and sunsets at like 4pm, so it wasn't that late, but, you know. And I heard all this horrible, like, thudding footsteps. And I looked over and there was a black dog in the graveyard just oh. running around it in circles. Creepy. And I was like, it's the Grim. It's the actual <laughs> Grim. I'm going to die. Really, it was just like a dog walker's Labrador <laughs> that they let off, but it was so fucking scary at the time. <laughs> I've got a graveyard story. Oh, yay. I had just quit a really stressful job in which I basically got assaulted. And we dealt with it by getting fuck off drunk. Completely smashed. Mm. And I was brand new to Edinburgh as well, so I didn't know my way around. Right. And they just, after our drinking, they just left me in the city. (laughs) And I was like, all right, I can make my way back home. (laughs) And I ended up wandering into the graveyard next to the Princess Street. Yeah. I think it's like St. Cuthbert's or St. John's or something. But I was so drunk that I couldn't find my way out of the graveyard. No. And I just remember stumbling wildly through this graveyard, probably in circles like your dog. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Just like following the lights going, why doesn't it end? Why does it end? If I die, at least I'm already fucking here. <laughs> and I ended up falling asleep on a grave for a little while. Yay! And I think probably people walked past me and they were like, it's a coke addict. <laughs> <laughs> and then I woke up a little bit later and found my way home. Oh, but it was very surreal for that, a while. Yeah, that would be scary. The infinite graveyard. The infinite grave. You were just like circling the same one grave. And you were like, John flinging. Oh no. It's you again. Oh, How many of John you are there? Flinging's following me. <laughs> so Good. do better than us. Yes. Tidy up your graves. Yeah. Bury, Invite your family. Bury bourbon. Drink it. Weddings. That's the moral of those stories. But thank you, Code Red Sierra. Very good little interesting little cool tidbit about graves and booze. It was very cool. I think at the time I was talking to them. Oh, I was asking them what they ate at the grave party. Mm. And they said it was southern food. Potato salad, coleslaw, corn, cornbread, meats like ham, turkey, and chicken, bread rolls, and sweet iced tea. Mm. It sounds so carby and so so good good. and I'm hungry. Yeah. But you've had one item of food and it's seven o'clock. It's it's not even. It's eight o'clock. It's half past eight. Half past fucking eight. And we've had had one thing to eat. We've just been drinking beer since 11. (laughs) I think, how many beers have we had? Six? Oh, I don't six. know. <laughs> like, 17? It's been like three. 
they say that everyone makes their own dishes, so it's a huge variety, and their mum makes sweet potato salad, and I fucking want oh, food, yes. that I want really it. good. I, I want, want a gr- I want a Southern American grave party. I need one. Another one from Innominate, thank you very much. A lot of creepy stuff happened where you're from, apparently, which is excellent. We need to move that Canada, we apparently. Or Puerto Rico. Some Taino, or is it Taino? Some Taino would keep their ancestors' bones in a big dried out gourd and hang it up inside the home. They also made little idols called Zemi or semi to represent ancestors. It was a way to remember them and ask them for help or blessing or magic power. These were carved into stone or made from wood of trees that the shaman had picked out as having magic power. They had to ask the tree permission to use its wood and often buried a gift in the ground near it in exchange. So fucking mm-hmm. good. Oh my god. That Taino chieftain. Oh, there's a word there I'm not going to try and say. And Kakikwe? Kakikwe? Kakikwe. We're just going to say sorry. We suck at pronunciation. You've heard our French. Sorry. And the shaman for each village would get super high F and go to the cave and draw all over the walls while tripping out. They then use these drawings to predict the future and how to lead the village. To prepare this holy event, there was a ritual cleansing via vomit sticks. People would shove down their throats to empty their stomachs. And there was a baseball-like game played in the village circle that was part of the ritual too, along with plenty of dancing and eating. My ancestors were fucking awesome. Colonialism sucks major balls. It surely do. No disagreement here. And I kind of feel like these stories are highlighting not that history is awful forever, but just how shitty English history is. How shit Eng- I, We should change it to England is awful forever. <laughs> we should. We really fucking should. Every single one is like English we're shit. <laughs> I tell you what, if Boris Johnson becomes Prime Minister, oh, we'll it. change the name of the podcast. Oh, please don't, because it's going to happen. It's oh, gonna I jinxed happen. it. It's like when people be like, if Trump becomes president, oh, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, now done. see what you get, what you wish for. Don't underestimate the stupidity of the lumpen proletariat. <laughs> the plumpen proletariat. I'm drunk. You're so <laughs> the plumpy. Poop. <laughs> so witty. I love these. Oh, that's so. These just make me wish I was somewhere else. I know. I've got a special one to to end off this. Yes. It's one of our patrons Yay. who've let us know about this. Thank you, Willa. So they're from Vermont. Which makes sense because they're just too damn nice. In There's... America. <laughs> <laughs> so. Vermont, which I always thought of as like the home of autumn. Yeah, you and always hear about people going skiing there. Mm, I always think about like the red trees and it's so pretty mm. and you have like apple cider. Mm. So apparently they had a great eugenics program. Oh, good. <laughs> which is fantastic. Oh, good. So good, let's, yes. Let's take a look at that, shall we? Mm. I'm going to start with a quotation 1931, Henry C. Taylor. Let's just see what he has to say about eugenics. Okay, tell me. For more than a century, Vermont has been one of the most reliable seedbeds of our national life. 
in the present generation an extraordinary number of her sons and daughters have risen to positions of distinguished service how may the fertility of the seed-bed be maintained and how may the quality of the human stock be conserved are questions which rightfully command the attention of the leaders of the green mountain state wow so In 1925, and I'm reading from Vermont Eugenics, a documentary history. So in 1925, Henry F. Perkins, professor of zoology at the University of Vermont. Interesting, I to do human eugenics. He organized the Eugenics Survey of Vermont as an adjunct to his heredity course. Its mission was threefold eugenics research, public education of their findings, and support for the social legislation that would reduce the apparent growing population of Vermont's social problem group. Uh, Oh no! (laughs) Vermont! God damn it. Most notorious of these reforms was Vermont's 1931 eugenics sterilization law. Oh god. A law for human betterment by voluntary sterilization. Yes, voluntary. So, the survey that they carried out reflects the shifting beliefs of biologists, sociologists, and psychologists about heredity and social causes of human problems during the interwar years while preserving the underlying commitment to manage Vermont's underclass through a comprehensive program of social planning, education, and reproductive control. Oh. (laughs) There's actually a lot on it. It's very exciting. Eventually, I think they changed their mind about it and they were like, there's just not enough science. (laughs) you, you, for real? Uh-huh. <laughs> Good. So that's nice. That's pretty awful forever. They wanted to maintain the good old Vermont stock. <sighs> and I think that they really targeted like lower classes, handicapped. <sighs> Anyone? Vermont? With a certain amount of melanin in their skin. Maybe. I'm trying to see like who exactly. They- I can see the handicapped and no, the lower class. Because no. they, they d- despite differences of opinion over the role of nature or nurture, a consensus prevailed that the handicapped were unfit to conceive and raise children. (laughs) Is how you feel about it. (laughs) Yeah. It just shows that no matter how pretty you are on Instagram and Pinterest, there's a dark history. Yes. Your eugenics program is is going to get found out, Mildred. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mildred. Stop it. You shouldn't even be a doctor. You're a woman. (laughs) So... Thank you very much. Well, that was very dark. It was good. I liked it. Good, 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 good. So, I don't know what you think. I I like to hear about the darkness and kind of also the quirky things that just prevail in people's cultures. And it makes me feel like we're not so alone, Jess. Yeah, not so alone in that awfulness is everywhere. And awfulness has been a part of your life forever. So tell us about it. From birth, really. And you know what? If you don't know off the bat what's awful about your current circumstances i guess <laughs> talk to people yeah. social interaction is not that bad philippa said lying through her teeth 
stop people on the bus. Yes. Stop people in the street. Have you heard about that train thing that they're going? They've like introduced like a talking carriage in trains. No. Yeah. So the, Seriously. The, it's the quiet carriage. And then there was some a buzz around Twitch of them trying to get the talking carriage. Disgusting. It's like, disgusting people already talk to me usually on the train. Mm. At, don't invite 9 it. p.m. on a Saturday night. <laughs> I don't want that to continue. It's never good. That's it. Talk to people on trains. Talk to people on trains and get their stories. Sit in a talking carriage and just find out stuff. Sit and get their stories. Do it. Yeah. Well, we hope you like the side story. Let us know what you think. We really want to hear it. It's at Awful yes. Forever Pod. I've already said that before. But Shut up, Philippa. You're again. drunk. We said it again. We'll say it a million times. <laughs> <laughs> awful forever pod is twitter email is awful forever podcast at gmail.com also discord we've got that do it, do it, do it, talk do it, to do us it, do it, do it. things do it <laughs> that looks funny <laughs> tell us about human society humans are terrible <laughs> I think we need to go and, I, I and nurse to our hangovers. Lay down and vomit <laughs> recreationally. <laughs> <laughs>